I'm Jordan Belfort, and this is Sales School. NetSuite is the world's number one cloud business system. Bottom line, it gives you visibility and control over your financials, HR, inventory, e-commerce, and more. It's everything you need all in one place. In fact, over 21,000 companies are using NetSuite right now, so you'll be in great company right alongside them. So let NetSuite show you how they'll benefit your business with a free product tour at netsuite.com school. So that's what you're all, and, and this is just the, your, the introduction to raising venture capital. So you approach someone with an idea, you're gonna get your clock cleaned. You're gonna get very little for your idea. Next stage up, you would turn that idea into a business plan, and then from there to a prototype, and then there going forward to, uh, to get traction and onto a business, okay? So now, let me take you going further, right? So then, I'm gonna just give you again, we're gonna go broad here, and then every once a month or so, once every you know, six weeks, I'll introduce another layer of this here, and I'm always gonna keep the VC training here related to like, you know, guerrilla VC tactics, how it'll actually apply to you, right? So watch what happens now. Let's say you actually go out and you go through this process, and you're able to actually find someone to give you money. Someone to rate you, someone actually says, yeah, I'll give you $500,000 and you raise money, right? Okay, let's talk about what happens next. How you actually, would, uh, one part that's really gonna be an important aspect of A, how you're gonna get the money, but also ultimately what you're looking to do here. Okay, at the heart of all venture capital investments is something called the exit ramp. So I, I don't want to get into the whole idea of explaining essentially each individual part. I'm going to go broad for right now, but I want you to understand that at a, when someone in gives you money, except if it's your dad or your mom, okay, they don't invest in you because they expect you to build a business and then start paying them dividends. In other words, essentially what, what drives the stock market, the overall stock market, is, is the value that when you invest money in a company, that one day they will pay you dividends. Meaning that you'll get, like in an established company, if a stock is $10 a share, and they pay a dollar dividend every year, that's a 10% dividend. That means every share you own, you get back $1 a year from the company. It's called getting paid a dividend. Most, most growth companies don't pay a dividend. They use the money that they make. They don't distribute it back to their shareholders. But the point is, is that when someone gives, when a venture capitalist or an investor, an angel investor gives you money, they're not expecting you to build a business that makes cash flow. And let's say I end up buying 20% of the company. Let's say my investment gets me 20% of your company. My reason for doing that is not because I think you're gonna build a company that makes $5 million profit a year and I get a million dollars a year back in perpetuity. That's not why I invest in you. So if you explain this idea to someone, say, listen, I'm gonna build it to X company and I'm gonna be, we'll, we'll make $5 million a year and you'll be able to get a million dollars a year. I'll say, thank you, I'm not interested. People don't invest their money in ideas and companies like this because they expect to get dividends back, to get royalties, to get profits each year. It's not the reason people invest. 
when the typical angel investor puts his money into a company, he's looking for his exit ramp. He's looking for a cash out, meaning that the company is going to do typically one of three things. Okay. Number one, the company is going to become so successful that it gets an IPO. It goes public. What that means is the company grows to a point where it can actually file with the Securities and Exchange Commission in the United States, right? If it's a U.S. deal, right? And that company goes public and starts trading on the stock exchange, at which point you get what's called a liquidity event. In other words, everyone's looking for a liquidity event. I'm not investing in you because I expect to get back my percentage of the profits each year. It doesn't work this way. That's not what angel investors do. That's what people who work at the company. So if, you, if someone is your partner and they're working there, yeah, they'll invest because they, they plan on running the company, they're building that. That's a very, just understand the mindset. Don't ever approach someone and ask them for an investment because you're going to pay them back each year out of the profits. That's not what's going to make them want to invest. What they want to see is either A, the companies have become so successful that it will list on a public stock exchange, at which point you'll have freely tradable shares and they can then sell their shares, their 20% or some of those shares, and make a bundle, 100 times their money. That's the dream that everyone has when they invest in a small company. And in order for that dream to be realized, you have to fucking hit it out of the park. That's why the story that you tell to someone, it can't be about, I have this company, and right now we're doing 100,000 a year, and in four years now, we'll be doing $2 million, we'll make 500 grand a year, and you'll be getting back 75 grand a year, rest of your life. They'll say, good luck, <laughs> not for me. That's not, people are looking for home runs. Venture capital, you're, when you're a venture capitalist, you are in the home run business. You have no interest in base hits. If you hit a series of base hits, you will go bankrupt as a venture capitalist. Why? Because, and I'm just making up these numbers and they vary depending on what industry, but if you invest in 10 deals as a VC, three of them are gonna go bust. Yeah, three will go bankrupt. Another five might end up okay, you'll get your money back, make, maybe make a small profit. And then that one or two every time will go to the fucking moonshot and make you 100 or 200 times your money. So while they say I'd like to get back seven to 10 times my money, it typically doesn't work. Like what happens very often is they, they just have one massive hit and a bunch of other losses and it ends up being that. In other words, when someone gives you money, they're looking for a huge win because they know the win has to be substantial enough to offset the losses, okay? So the story, and I'm gonna get into this in a separate train that we do, I'll wait, you know, again, I'll wait about a month, so I wanna focus back on the sales stuff next week, right? But this is something you gotta know because it'll help you take your life to the next level, right? So the point is, is if you tell the story of, of a double or triple, uh, they're not interested. They want to see the home fucking run. So when you're doing your numbers and when you're running your projections, you got to think big. 
You have to really use that ability. They always teach you about focusing on the future. You know, when, when you make that vision, it's got to be bold and bright and clear. And you have to assume that you have all the capital you need and the skills you need to attract great people and build a massive company. That's what people want. That's what they invest in. They don't invest in base hits and they don't invest in doubles. They want home runs. Okay? Because they know they need home runs in order to make up for the losers that they will most certainly see. So that's called liquidity again for an IPO. The other possibility, okay, is you might not have an IPO, but you might get bought out. A another company, a public company typically, will get bought out by, a and they'll issue you shares, that's how they get a liquidity, or they might pay cash for the company. At which case, everyone again gets essentially bought out of their investment and makes a big score. Okay? That's the second way that you get a liquidity event. Now, the third way you do this, which is a lot more common than an IPO, is what's called a reverse merger. And a reverse merger is what you're going to be hearing all, and by the way, 95, 98% of the time nowadays, most of the deals that are going public are actually happening through reverse mergers into what's called shells. And believe it or not, this is something that I was probably one of the, I was one of the, not, maybe not the inventor, but the perfecter of the shell game back in the 1980s and 90s. I was, I was the biggest player on Wall Street at doing reverse mergers into shells. Seriously, I was number one in, in, in the world at this. So I know this business better than anybody. And what this means is where you take your company, you take an entity that you have, let's say your entity is XYZ, it's private, and you find a public shell, which means a company that's public, but there's no active business in it. They went bankrupt, the business went out of business, they lost their money, so there's a public, it's still public though, it's still registered with the, with the, with the uh, Securities Exchange Commission, it's called the 12G reporting company, and then what happens is you merge your company into this company, so let's say there might be a million outstanding shares, and they'll issue you back 50 million shares. So essentially, you dilute out all these shareholders and you become the largest shareholders. By doing that, you essentially merge into the shell. The shell is the surviving entity, corporate entity, and the shell changes its name to your company. So you had a brand name. So let's say your company was called JRB Global, and that had some value to it. So you, JRB Global would merge into a shell and the shell would change its name to JRB Global but the shell is the surviving entity, legally. And those shares that you got issued when you merged in are now public shares. So that person that gave you money, that 20%, they can then sell those shares and that's how they get their liquidity event. It's called the reverse merger into a shell. It's very, it can be, it can work out well, it also can be very sleazy and dangerous. You gotta be very careful about that separate conversation. Now, the other way, there's one other way that people also do get liquidity, and that is sometimes you have a management buyout, where if the company's doing really well, the management is very rare these days, right? But occasionally, you will have where the management will come in, they'll bank financing, and they'll take you out. That happens, not that often, but it does happen. So you can then get your money back as an investor. They buy you out by bank financing, or someone else comes in and takes you out, and you can get out that way. Okay, now that's your basic introduction to venture capital. So let me keep going. I want to give you one more point here, okay? And that is some tips here 
how not to get your clock cleaned, okay? And the first thing is, and this is, by the way, something, and, uh, and just so you know, because you're on this platform, you're part of this program, I would really expect that before you went out and went through this process, you would at least post and let me know you're doing it. So I, I then tell me what you're doing. So I, I just say, hey, that doesn't make sense. Or that does, because you, you can get destroyed doing this. For someone like Steve Madden, like he went into blind, flying blind without a mentor. And, you know, he, and here was the mistakes he made. I'll talk just very quickly list them. Number one is know how much money you need. Know the amount. Steve Madden came to me and asked for a million dollars. Why? Because he thought it sounded like a good number. He didn't need a million dollars. He could have done it with a hundred grand. Don't raise more money than you need because you dilute yourself out. You got to give away equity for that part of your company. So don't raise more than you need. And then conversely, don't raise too little because you don't want to do is raise money and be broke again in three months and then you're nowhere. So be careful. You got to think that through. And that's why it's so important to have that B plan, that business plan. Because the business plan, while it's going to change and alter, you're never going to stick to it exactly, at least it gives you some idea of you know, how much money do you really need and what are you going to use that money for? The last thing you want to do is go to someone like myself, a venture capitalist, and raise money, and then, oops, sorry, I, I, was, I needed another half a million, I was wrong. <laughs> you're, never, you're gonna get destroyed, It'll, they'll dilute you out terribly if they give you anything at all. So you don't wanna do that. But what you do wanna do is that you can actually say, I'm gonna raise X, that will take me to this spot in, the, in my growth, and I'll need that a series, a second round, a series B. This is series A, series B. So you do multiple rounds of financing as long as it was part of the plan. And then each round is done at a much higher valuation. So if you raise a quarter million dollars in the first round and give away this much, you can raise a million and not give away any more because you made that first quarter million took the company to a much higher value, which made it more valuable. So you gotta know how much to raise. Don't be scared to raise what you need, but don't over-raise, because you dilute yourself out. That's number one. Number two, another big thing here, is know the landscape. Don't, and this is what I said, don't, don't do this without at least letting me know you're doing it. Don't, just go out there without understanding what a good deal looks like. You show me a deal and I can tell you what it's worth, more or less, pretty quickly. In other words, I can tell you what's a good deal, what's a bad deal, I'm doing it my whole life. And every sophisticated investor does this can, within reason, we could be wrong sometimes, right? Always remember, you'll know within there's certain norms here of what makes sense and what makes absolutely no sense. Steve Madden, for him to go, and I'm, I'm hopping on Steve, he's done very well for himself, thank God, and I'm happy for him. I'm just saying, when he was, back when he was naive now, he's very sophisticated, he learned his lesson, right? The point is, I don't want you to have to go through that same thing. Don't go into a negotiation of how much you're gonna give away of your company without speaking to someone who knows the right answer first. This is the biggest mistake that people make when they get into any negotiation. 
They don't even know what a negotiation looks like, a good negotiation looks like. They don't know what a win looks like. They either ask for something ridiculous and don't get the money, or ask for too little and get destroyed. There is a right sweet spot in there, and I want you to know what that sweet spot is. So ask, not me, ask someone else who knows. Don't go into a V situation, VC flying blind because you're going to get yourself destroyed probably, right? unless you get very lucky. That's number two. And number three, one thing I want you to focus on here is something called an earnout or bonuses. In other words, very often you have a situation when you're asking someone to give you money is that while you have to give away X amount of the company now, you can build in certain provisions that if you hit certain milestones, if you succeed, then you could earn part of the company back. They're called earnouts. So maybe you had to give away 30 or 40%, but if you hit certain positive milestones, you, you know, ex-valuation, you get to earn part of your company back. You can earn 10% back. So I want you to always remember your earnouts, okay? And again, this is just an introduction to raising money for venture capital, but I want you to look at it this way. I don't, most important, I don't want you to ever think that you're limited in your greatness and your ability to achieve greatness because of having a lack of money. There is always money available for good ideas, for those who know how to explain them and close the deal. And that's why it's on this platform, because being on this platform, that means you know how to do that. You know how to close. You know how to present. You know how to get into rapport. You're not scared to talk to people and ask them and tell them about your deal. Don't go through life thinking you have to always be the person that just works for someone else. You have to always be the person that simply, you know, and it doesn't mean you have to quit your job, but you can't raise money to build a business within the business you work for. Think big. Don't always be a paycheck player. I want you to just understand that you're not limited by the confines of your own pocketbook or what you have or don't have. Once you know the straight line system, you're learning it every day now. Once you know it, a world of possibility opens up for you because you have the ability to confidently go out there and tell your story, to take an idea Turn it into a business plan. Get some traction. Develop a prototype if you can, right? Start a business. Or just grow a business with someone else's business. But don't think that you, you're, you're locked in because you don't have enough money right now. Money is everywhere. So while it's true that you typically do need some money to make money, it doesn't matter because money is not in short supply. The beauty of the straight line is it puts you in a position where you have a leg up on everybody else who's looking to raise money for the same thing you are. And there's usually a lot of people looking to raise money for a very similar idea because the value of the sexiest, what that idea is worth in someone else's mind is always based on that first equation I told you about. What's the intrinsic value? Multiplied by your ability to tell the story. And that's your introduction to raising venture capital guerrilla style. Remember, you're capable of greatness, you deserve greatness, and don't ever be held back by where you are right now. You have an idea, you need to put some money to that idea, 
Go out and fucking raise it. I'll show you how. We'll talk again next week. Take care.